feel like dating didn't even get good until like we were out of college. It gets good. Sorry. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> It is August. Ladies, gentlemen, human beings on planet Earth. We have a very spicy theme month that we have been waiting to do since April. Welcome to August After Dark. A month filled with sultry Mm -hmm. musical numbers, dancing with noir, with the bedazzled corsets. Yes, we have cocktails, we have lounges. We have long cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's hot in August, and we thought it was only appropriate to do some steamy movies for you. Exactly. Kick your heels off, lay on your fainting couch, get yourself a Cosmo, mm. and enjoy the sultry, sexy <laughs> films we have prepared for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hard pivot from, like, summer fun, yeah. but... Yeah, we just wanted to switch it up. We had been wanting to do stuff with like musical numbers and we were trying to come up with a theme. Definitely. And we had picked this selection of movies and we're like, well, what do they all have in common? And then they're hot. They're hot and steamy. So (laughs) August After Dark just came to us, but Mm -hmm. we're very excited to have you for this theme month. Um, Some very exciting news. We just recently hit 50,000 downloads, which is crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to our podcast. Yeah. We could not – we literally could not have done this without you. (laughs) Literally. It's it's insane how – much the growth has been because when I think to when we released the Star Dazzle Awards in May, mm-hmm. we had like 16,000 downloads. Yeah. So shout out TikTok for really changing the game for us. Thank you for the exposure. Yeah. It's definitely a landmark that we've been looking forward to because in order to celebrate the downloads, we would love to do a live movie watch. So keep your eyes peeled for that information. Yes. Before we dive in, while we're talking about our wonderful listeners, we have like 10 reviews. Yes, so many amazing reviews. So we're going to split them up over the next few episodes so it's not all at once. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with four today. But yeah, we do just want to thank you guys so much for your kind words. We read them all. It means so much to us that you're enjoying the show. So our first review today is from Mads2002-3000. Thank you so much for your lovely review. We did go and stalk your Instagram. Mm -hmm. You look very cool. You look so cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay, curtain bangs. Yes, we love to see it. So we decided a cool person like yourself deserves an equally cool song. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go with the classic from the Veronica's untouched Uh, the way this song makes me go feral 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 (laughs) like i am wearing a pair of vans in high school it just it gets the blood pumping it's great you're like running down the streets maybe you you have to like get somewhere really quick and you're just like yeah hustling and bustling the music is blasting great montage song certainly so thank you so much for your review we hope you enjoy your movie montage song Um, The next one we have is from Mariana Johnson. We also stalked your Instagram. Yes. Again, amazing hair. Mm -hmm. I would kill 
people for that. Absolutely. That sounds insane. But um, no, it's very beautiful. Yeah. And we we did take your chart, your little fun yes. facts into consideration. Yeah. And we've come up with the perfect song for your movie montage. Um, and it's going to be Breathe by Michelle Branch. I love this yeah. song. It's personally my favorite Michelle Branch song. When I picture it, I'm like, okay, this is what's happening in the movie. You're working through some sort of struggle. Like it's the main struggle in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like remembering who you are and what you came to do and you just have to breathe yeah like on a mountaintop or something very intense yeah i hope you listen to some michelle branch today live your fantasy maybe like go on a hike or something yeah next up we have a lovely review from andy um again we stalked your instagram you seem super cool living that great life, going to brunch, hanging out with friends. Yeah, making some awesome art. Yes. And because you mentioned that listening to the pod is like having mimosas with the gals, we were like, okay, obviously girl group. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking girl group, we're talking Spice Uh, Girls. Of course. One thing leads to another. And so obviously we have picked Spice Up Your Life. This song has no business going as hard as it does. (laughs) She said, I'm wearing a Union Jack on my body. We are on stage. Oh, it's so good. So, oh, like maybe you're like in a club or something and you're having your main character moment. Spice Up Your Life is playing. Yes. You've like just thrown a drink in someone's face who scorned you and now you're like off to the dance floor. Yeah, totally. So yeah, definitely blast some Spice Girls today. Yes. And our final review is from Tora29. Your words were so kind. Yeah. I definitely agree with you about like watching these movies and kind of like hearkening back to your youth and like your perspectives then versus now. So what we decided for your movie montage song is She's So High by Tal Bachman. It's very classic like 90s rom-com exactly. energy. It very much fits in with like the sixpence, none the richer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that type of moment so i'm definitely seeing like walking down the street in the city mm-hmm. like right at the beginning it's like the beginning Ooh, opening yeah this song, is the opener you know for sure yeah it's like you just got to the city you're you're mm-hmm. like gathering your bearings you're like getting your stuff together you're experiencing something new for the first time mm-hmm. um you could be from new york we simply don't know but yeah <laughs> we're just it's like you're you're experiencing this new thing. Like, what's going to happen? We're locked in. You have this really magnetic energy, and everyone on oh, the street yeah. is looking at you and is like, "Oh, what? What's their next step?" And but you don't even <laughs> notice because you're just like in your moment. Exactly. Yes. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for the reviews. We can't wait to get to the next batch next week. So definitely Mm -hmm. tune in if you haven't gotten your shout out yet. And if you, listener, would like us to pick a 2000s movie montage song for your life, leave us a little written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will shout you out in the next episode. Shoot us a little DM. Yes. And always DM us if you want to let us know a little bit about yourself, maybe what type of music you like, Mm -hmm. your hobbies, etc. We will probably stalk you on Instagram anyways but yeah, yeah. Ah, these were so fun to do but yeah let's get back into the sultry <sighs> moment of it all yes today we are doing oh I'm so excited <laughs> like I want like a drum roll or like a little I'll, like, I'll put one in I can put a drum roll in <laughs> we are doing 2010s 
burlesque. Oh my god, this movie is insane. Share. Um, Christina Aguilera, Alan Cumming, Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Tucci, Kristen Bell, what McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know his name. Uh, John Gigunk, Shishan, Shishan Gunt, Gay Gay. I did look up how to pronounce his name right before this because I've been mispronouncing it my whole life. Cam. God, did I already forget it? Gigande. Cam Gigande. Gigande. Yeah, Gigande. Um, also known as James from Twilight. Yes. Um, fun fact, apparently they were pretty much exclusively considering men from Twilight mm-hmm. for this role because they were looking at Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner, and Kellen Lutz I as well. I could not <laughs> imagine a romance between Robert Pattinson and Christina Aguilera. Well, what was that movie that he did where he had a romance with Reese Witherspoon? A Water for Elephants? Yeah. Wow. I cannot believe I pulled that name out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The I never saw it. Water for Elephants. <laughs> I just can't picture him because I didn't see The Lighthouse. I heard that he was good mm. in that. Um, yeah. I haven't seen like any of his movies. So I just picture him to be very pale and the character of Jack has to be like tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. I'm picturing like Jack's eye makeup on like a pale man. And I'm like, that would look goth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack needs – he needs to have a tan for sure. Some other casting choices they were considering, Queen Latifah and uh. Michelle Pfeiffer for Tess. Honestly, they both would have done amazing. But yeah. Cher, like, you you gotta. It's Cher's song towards the end of the movie yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, she – is so talented to just be mm-hmm. so talented that you all you need is a chair, a spotlight. Yeah, done. No, she's a star. Yeah, I was talking to my roommate about how we were doing this movie this week, and she was telling me how she went to go see Cher in concert <sighs> and how amazing it was. And she does it kind of like it's a show through her whole career. It's not just like greatest hits. Like she'll start with like Whoa. the Sonny and Cher era and then like go into the disco era and just kind of like go through her whole career trajectory. I'm like, that sounds like the greatest concert of all time. It does sound amazing. We also found out that um, Lindsay Lohan and Emma Stone were considered for the role of Nikki. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan would have crushed and destroyed. Absolutely. But – it would have been too much with Christina Aguilera. Like, yeah, the star power would have been too overwhelming. No, yeah, th- it would have been too powerful. Mm-hmm. We would have Everyone collapsed. Everyone would just be obliterated <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> yeah, it's actually illegal to have them both yeah. in a film together <laughs> with Cher. Um, yes, we did do a little bit of research about you know the art of burlesque. Just a little, a little breakdown. There are three different types of burlesque dancing. There is cabaret, striptease, and traditional burlesque. So cabaret doesn't have any striptease at all. Okay. Because most of the dancers are topless. Oh wow! Do they have like little pasties on, or like totally topless? I guess it depends, probably. Yeah. On the on the place. Um, then there's striptease, which has. Uh, a focus on expensive costumes and how well the dancer like uses them. Then there's traditional burlesque, which is all about humor and satire. Mm-hmm. And each act in traditional burlesque relies on a story and doesn't really include any stripping unless it's like a part of the story. 
So it's more like comedy style. And then there's also new burlesque or neo burlesque, which is based on traditional burlesque with a striptease and modern dance in America. Is the the traditional burlesque that relies on storytelling, is that kind of like Long John – is it Dr. Long John, the performance that Nikki does? Um, I think it's more uh it's I think it's a little bit closer to like theater. Mm. Um, I think probably I'm not an expert by any means. So if anyone is, please like let us know what your thoughts yeah, are let us know. on like the representation of burlesque in this movie. But the scene where Alan Cumming is doing those little comedic bits with those two girls oh. were like eating the banana i think that's more in line with traditional burlesque i see what you're saying yeah yeah uh, alan coming went to his club a couple weeks oh ago God. very fun yeah <laughs> we also found out that this movie was actually kind of inspired by the pussycat dolls who back in the day were like a burlesque act and christina aguilera had performed with them a couple of times Ooh. yeah I don't know how much y'all know about this movie. It premiered at the same weekend as like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Tangled. Yeah. Um. So pretty big weekend. No shot. Yeah. yeah they, they finished third. Yeah. And Cher did say that she did not like this movie. Yeah. Like it's one of the first things that comes up when you search burlesque. Um. And there's a quote that Christina found – um, it's so it's scathing. Pretty rough. It's scathing. It's talking about the director Steve Anton, and she's like terrible director, really terrible director, and really terrible script. I remember him saying to me, "I don't care what you say. I just want to shoot the dance numbers." I mean, I think that's pretty clear <laughs> in this movie because the dance numbers—they look great, spectacular, yeah, spectacular. The dialogue. Mm. but you know a good time was had yeah by me personally and the actors were talented yeah lots of talent in this movie yeah with that being said i think we should just dive in but before we do we just want to make sure that you're following us on social media you can find that sounded like so aggressive we just you want to have make to sure. follow us okay <laughs> fucking pause the app <laughs> i felt like a teacher when i was saying that oh my gosh now, if you would like, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. Um, if you want to follow us on TikTok, it's at Movies That Raised Us pod. And if you want to send a good old-fashioned email, it'll be Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Okay. So we start up, we're in like a, a one-horse town mm -hmm. somewhere in Iowa. Very clearly a soundstage. It's so obvious. <laughs> like, they yeah. like, the first pick of this bar, I'm like, there are fucking two buildings, and this road ends right out of shot. Honestly, I'm not totally convinced that it's not a miniature. Oh, is that like where Gilmore Girls was shot? No, like a oh tiny my God, little like model, a like a miniature. Holy yeah. shit. That's so funny. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I don't know, but you don't see anyone outside. You so. see like in the back, way back, it's like a thumb. It's the size yeah. of the fucking scene. Someone's pinky is like accidentally in the corner yeah. of the shot. Um, but inside this bar, we see a young Christina Aguilera, a.k.a. Allie. Um, I guess it's like a diner, actually. 
you know, she tells her coworker that as soon as she gets her check, she's leaving town. She's getting out of here. Her jackass boss walks in and she's like, can I have my paycheck because I still haven't been paid for last month. Oh my gosh. And he's basically like, get fucked and leaves. He's like, I don't care. Someone get the Department of Labor down here. Yeah. There's some shady business going on. So once he leaves, Allie takes the money that he owes her from the register and not a penny more, which is big of her. I might have taken a little bit more. Yeah, but, same. Uh, she also gives her coworker some money to cover the bike that she wants to buy for her kid. And her coworker, Loretta, is like, you know what? The bike can wait till Christmas. Save your money. I'll deal with our boss. You just like get out of this town. Wow. Go chase your dream. Thank you, Loretta. Yeah. So Allie puts a dime in the jukebox. Baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Loretta has walked out at this point. She's just alone mm. in Dwight's and she starts singing, Something's Got a Hold on Me. Oh my God. We see her really just go to town performing in her gigantic heels with interspersed clips of burlesque dancers. The moment she starts singing, that voice, like. Oh, it's powerful. It, oh my God. The lungs. The lungs on this one, the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a montage of Allie packing up her bags. She goes to the train station, asks for a ticket to LA, baby. He's like, one way around trip. She's like, are, are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see where we are right now? Yeah. So Allie gets to LA. She gets a hotel room, unpacks her bags. Instead of... You know, opening a bank account, she <laughs> puts some cash in a Ziploc bag in her toilet tank. And I'm like, this isn't like the 40s where you're like, I yeah. can't have a bank account. Like, this is 2010. She She's an adult. Like, wouldn't she have a bank account? I don't know. Maybe it was a local bank. Uh, she was a part of a credit union. Yeah. So there isn't a physical deposit yeah. option. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah, so she puts her her money in the toilet, Mm -hmm. and she unpacks this framed photo of her and her mother. We then see Allie going through the streets of L.A. with, like, the physical backstage newspaper. For those of you who are not in entertainment, backstage is, like, a a casting Mm -hmm. website now. Like, it really only functions as a website. So it was very funny to see someone with the actual physical newspaper, because that's what it used to be with all the casting calls. She's just going through checking them off. No one wants to hire her as a dancer or a singer or anything. Yeah. Then that evening, she's still pounding the pavement. It's dark out. She's sipping her probably 7-Eleven Slurpee and sees the burlesque club. And there's a beautiful dancer outside in like her outfit. She wanders in. Who should speak to her first but Alan (laughs) Cumming asking her for fucking $20? And Allie's like, is this like a strip club? Obviously, it's (laughs) not. Just the way he steals every single moment of this, (laughs) like, maybe three minutes of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he says, like, strip club? I should wash your mouth out with Jägermeister or something like that. (laughs) Something like incredibly cheeky. Yeah. So they're performing Welcome to Burlesque on stage. And Allie's like glimpsing. She's like 
seeing this amazing performance, she eventually decides to give him the $20, even though that's like a lot of money for her at the moment. Yeah. And this dance is fabulous. It's sexy. It's led by Cher, Tess in the movie. And there are a lot of high knee socks. Cher has on this like amazing corset blazer, completely like sequined jacket and then a captain's hat yeah and the ladies are sailors question mark Mm -hmm. so yeah the mirrors open up there's dancing there's ribbon twirling and the audience claps at the end they are awestruck so Allie is sitting at the bar completely hypnotized by this performance she gets asked by the bartender Mm. jack if she wants a drink And she's like, only if you're buying. So he gives her a free drink and welcomes her to L.A. Because he obviously knows she is fresh off the train. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a little bit of banter, a little bit of flirting. And she's like, so who do I have to flirt with to get from here up on that stage? And he's like, Tess, that's your man. Uh, Go backstage. And he gives her his card Mm -hmm. and tells her to use his name. She has her first reference Mm. in L.A. Yes. So Ali goes backstage pretty fucking bold considering there's a show going on. Yeah. And all the girls are just getting ready for their next number um, while Sean is helping Tess. Oh, yeah. Sean is Stanley Tucci. Whatever. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) So they're um, doing that. And then – Tess's ex-husband, Vincent, a.k.a. Sandy Cohen, (laughs) asks if she's seen the latest notice from the bank. And it just reminds her that Marcus Gerber, this big shot investor guy, is coming tonight and their money problems are not going away. So he says that even though he's not Mr. Tess anymore, he still owns half this place. You can tell this man is riddled by debt. He is not able to sleep, not able to eat. Can't fucking go oh through his gosh. day. He looks I've never like a seen mess. Peter Gall- yeah, I've never seen Peter Gallagher so stressed in a role. Because when I think of him, I think Sandy Cohen, like best TV dad in the world. Mm-hmm. Or him in While You Were Sleeping where he's in a coma for like 90% of it. But this man is having a time and a half. Yeah. So Allie goes up to Tess and says she's friends with Jack and she wants a job. And Tess is like, okay, where have you danced before? Um, at home. Uh, <laughs> And Tess is like, uh, leave your number with Sean. We'll let you know when we have auditions. Yeah. So Tess then asks Sean where Nikki is because she's late. And Allie's like, oh, I'm never late. And Tess is like, get this bitch out of my fucking face. I am (laughs) busy. So Sean tries to usher Allie out of there. Mm -hmm. And Allie's just like, I've never seen anything like this. And like, I really want to work here. And he's like, great enthusiasm, terrible timing. Leave your name and number with your friend Jack at the bar. Goodbye. Yeah. So he pushes Allie out when Nikki shows up and bumps into Allie dropping all of her shit. Tess and Sean are like, oh, Nikki, we were just saying how it would be so great if you could join us for the second number since you missed the first one. Scathing. So Nikki's like, pause and claws. Had to get my nails done. Took longer than I thought. Very dismissive, yeah. (laughs) So they tell her to go get ready, and Nikki gives Allie her drink order. And then Georgia's like, she doesn't work here. And then she's like, oh, well, that's perfect then, because that means she's not busy. So Allie's just staring at Nikki, and she's like, you're so damn beautiful. And she's like, oh, well, in that case, stare away. 
And then Ali says, oh, a 2010. Mm. No one would ever know that you're a dude. Yeah. They were like, it's 2010. We got to. That hasn't aged well. We got to throw some transphobia in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Nikki is played by Kristen Bell and Georgia is yeah. Julianne Huff. Yes, they are. No role in this movie is played by a nobody. Oh, yeah. If you speak in this movie. Insane. Yeah. So Allie goes back out to the bar and she sees how like terrible the waitress is that's working there. So she just picks up a tray and starts working. Yeah. And Jack is like, what are you doing? And she's like, listen, if I'm not 20 times better than I think she says boobs for brains over there then you don't have to pay me. Bold. Bold. She yeah. is really making this happen for herself. So the next night, Tess asks Jack what Allie's doing here. And he's like, oh, that's our newest waitress. <laughs> and Tess is like, um, when did you become head of personnel? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, she just picked up a tray and started working. So Tess asks Allie to come over. She's like, all right, push up your boobs, get out there, and never go behind my back again. So while Allie is waitressing, Marcus Gerber, mm. I think that actually his name is Eric Dane, I think is the actor's name, but he is McSteamy, Mark Sloan from Grey's Anatomy. And he calls Allie over, asks for like their most expensive champagne, and he's like, and tell Nikki that I'm here. Yes. Hands over his black card. So Ooh, okay. Mm. So Nikki arrives late again. And Sean tells her that she was replaced in the show. Nikki doesn't like that. So she decides to go on regardless, goes toe-to-toe with Georgia. Pretty bold to go toe-to-toe with Julianne Huff for a dance routine. Yeah. I do love the bra and panty set that they wear during this number. It's like the sheer black. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah, I definitely saw some of these fits and I was like, where can I buy that? Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to spend half my salary on lingerie next month. I'm trying to get that Savage X Fenty VIP membership. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they do a dance to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Mm. Meanwhile, Allie imagines she is performing on the stage. That's where she wants to be. And Jack taps her on the shoulder and asks what she needs because like he's like, you're working at a fucking bar. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells him Marcus' order, and he tells her that Nikki is Marcus' arm candy of the week. Mm-hmm. So Jack asks her if she really thinks she has what it takes and says, because you're on, and pushes her the drink tray. That little fantasy moment where Allie is in her head, like singing on the platform with all the dancers and the confetti and everything, mm-hmm. that was the first shot that they filmed for this movie. Ooh. So then we have a little montage. Allie buys like a billion books about burlesque. She's putting in the work. She's doing her the homework. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Um, you know, she's working at the club, really getting the hang of things. Jack is just lusting after her, oh, watching yeah. her on the floor. He is on a well. Can't get enough. So the next number we see is Long John. Nikki starts lip syncing to Long John Blues in this incredibly sexy um, lace bodysuit. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this woman has, like, Dax Shepard as awesome. <laughs> I just – that whole thing is so interesting to me. But anyways. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Tess is in her office. Marcus is outlining his offer, basically taking on all her financial obligations, buying her out, and paying her a million right off the top. 
cash. Yeah, very low, low stakes. And Tess is like, what about partnership? What about that idea? And he's like, I don't like to share. You know, I don't work well with others. It's all or nothing. And he leads with his final offer. And she asks him why he wants the club. And he's like, when I like something, like I have to have it. Yeah, he's so cash. He's like, because I like it. I'm like, you like Mm -hmm. to make housing developments. Yeah. So Vince is desperately trying to get Tess to take the deal. And Marcus says that if they play this right, they all come out winners, especially since she has that balloon payment due on the first. And Tess looks at Vince and she's like, did you tell him that I have a tattoo on my ass? <laughs> like, Yikes. So Marcus says that she won't get another opportunity like this. And Tess thinks about it for 0.2 seconds before saying no. Allie, who is coming in to serve drinks, overhears the tail end of this conversation where Tess says she doesn't care what he's offering. The club isn't for sale. And Marcus says that his offer is still on the table. Meanwhile, back in the club, Nikki is wrapping up her number. Everybody loves it. Um, We found out that the vocal track for this song (laughs) is sung by Megan Mullally, which is wild. But now that you know it, like you'll never unhear it. It's totally her voice. But uh, yeah. Then backstage, Allie is bringing all the girls their drink orders, and Tess drinks both of Nikki's shots. It's implied heavily that Nikki has a drinking problem. Yes. So that's like dealt with throughout the movie. Tess and Sean talk about Marcus, and Allie chooses this moment to interrupt them. Of course. (laughs) And tell Tess her idea that the girls should actually start singing live instead of lip syncing. So Tess and Sean shut her down immediately. Allie, being her persistent self, like won't let the subject up. And Tess is like, this is way above your pay grade. She's just like, take her and remove her. Get her out of my sight. (laughs) So Sean sends her back to the floor. Later that night, Allie gets home to her hotel room to see that it has been broken into. She's been completely robbed. The money from the toilet tank was obviously taken And, like, for some reason, these robbers were like, not only are we going to steal your shit, but we're also going to crush the picture frame with the photo of you and your mom. They were like, like, oh, it looks important to her. (laughs) Relax. Yeah. Um, Very much a coyote ugly moment. This movie is really, like, six movies. Certainly. Basically just smushed together. We have a lot of references to, like, Cabaret, Coyote Ugly, uh, Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's even like hairspray moments in here. It's it's a lot. So what does Allie decide to do next? She shows up to Jack's apartment. He's like, oh, let me make you a drink. Would you like to use my phone? Doesn't matter if it's long distance. Call anyone you need to. And she's like, I don't have anyone to call, bitch. <laughs> so he's like, oh, oh, you are about to ask me for a favor. Stop crying. Like, don't worry. You can definitely stay here. So Jack goes back to, um, you know, playing on the piano while Allie just crashes on the couch. I mean, piano is is a generous word. This is like the world's tiniest Casio. It's playing a <laughs> tiny keyboard. Yes. Yeah. Wild. But mm-hmm. she's like, I like this song. Why did he leave Kentucky? They're having a little flirt, flirt, get to know each other. Um, And they both talk about how they came from bumblefuck nowhere and moved to L.A. 
Yeah, I think she says that she left because she looked around and realized there was not a single person whose life she wanted. Relatable. That that would do it. That would do it. So the next morning, Allie, pantsless, braless, yeah, just in a in an oversized tee. She's making some coffee and breakfast. Jack comes in, is like, "Oh my god." Allie talks about this photo on his kitchen counter. And she's yeah. like, oh, she's pretty. Is that your sister? And he's like, no, that's my fiance. And Allie's like, oh. you're straight? I'm sorry, what? Also, this fiance, who's she played by? Who's she played by? She played by fucking Diana Agron. <laughs> Just low-key uh, gl- glee fame at that moment in glee. Yeah, Diana Agron. Oh, yeah. Because I, I remember when this movie was coming out and I knew she was going to be in it, I was obviously a huge Glee fan. So I was like – Were you a Gleek? Are you a Gleek? Were you like – Don't make me say it. I'm holding up an L. I'm holding up an L. Don't, don't make me say it. I was a Gleek. Awful. I'm recovered now. Me too. But I was. But yeah, so I, I was super excited that she was going to be in a movie. It was like a huge deal. And then I saw this movie. We don't even get one clear shot of her face. Damn. In this movie, it's all like we actually shaky yeah. cam. And yeah. like it's funny too because in that apartment, it's like in sepia, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's in Jack's apartment, it's like low-key in a sepia filter. It's like how in movies when they go to a foreign country and everything is in that like brown yeah. filter. It's literally that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um but no, I was I was very excited when she was in this movie and super disappointed by her lack of screen time. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, Allie realizes that this man is not gay. Mm-hmm. So she immediately puts on some pants and just starts packing her shit. She's like, oh, my God, it's so inappropriate that I came here. Like, I'm going to get out of your hair. And he's like, relax. What are you talking? It's pouring rain outside. She's like, don't worry. I got a plan. Just get the door for me. This bitch doesn't have a plan. She doesn't have a penny. Okay. She doesn't have a plus. She doesn't have a P to her name. (laughs) Yeah. So she goes outside where it's pouring rain, puts a newspaper on her head, and is just standing on the curb. Obviously, Jack is like, Allie, what the fuck are you doing? Get back inside. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So he has to go out in the rain without shoes on, pick this girl up fireman style, carry her and her bags back into his apartment. And he's like, this is ridiculous. You need a place to stay, and I have a couch, so yeah. like it or not, you're going to crash here a few more days. The next day at the club, Tess goes into the bathroom and finds Georgia throwing up. She's like, ugh, do you need like an Advil or something like that? I think she's like, please don't have the flu. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then she's like, oh God, please let it be the flu. <laughs> yes, because she's pregnant. Yeah. And Tess is like, oh my gosh, have you told your boyfriend but Georgia's like, I'm really scared. And the longer I wait, the longer I can pretend that he's going to be excited about it. So she's really going through the ringer right now. Yeah. Tess reassures her that he's going to be thrilled and then hugs her and literally like, she's like I, I cannot actually reassure that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the second uh, hairspray parallel that we see because the first one is in – well, I mean, it's not Hairspray exclusive, but it's like yeah. the reference that came to mind in Welcome to Burlesque when they're doing like a roll call of all the girls and it's like mm-hmm. going through the lineup. And then in this one, the, a girl gets pregnant and has to leave. So then there's an open spot mm-hmm. to fill mm-hmm. for a new dancer. Yes. 
So Tess and Sean are holding auditions to see new dancers to replace Georgia. None of them are up to par. And Tess asks Sean, what happened to all the great dancers in LA? And he says, they're dancing with the stars, which is very funny considering Julianne Hough is in this movie. Yeah. So they're kind of going through everyone's headshots. They're not crazy about any of them. Then Allie gets up on stage, has the DJ throw on some music, immediately starts dancing. Tess is like, what is she doing? And Sean's like, I think she's auditioning. Yeah. The initial beginning of her dance, I was like, you can do better than that. Yeah. She just gets up and it's like, and she's just like kind of moving around a chair. She's trying. (laughs) She is trying. Yeah. So Tess has Dave cut the music and Allie is like, no, hang on. Like, I can do this. Just give me a shot ask her what she's looking for and Tess is like I'm looking for someone who can do the routine and Allie is like just tell me what you want I can do it and Tess is like I can't tell you what I want you have to make me believe that you belong up on that stage Mm -hmm. and that you own it and nobody can take it from you that's the truth so Allie says well I know every number so which one do you want to see pick a number I know every (laughs) single one Oh my, my god. Lord. So Tess is like wagon wheel Watsui. Watusi. 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 Wagon wheel Watusi. Oh my gosh. The boldness. What number do you want to see? I know every single one. I, know. I was like, the oh, way that she speaks to Tess sometimes, I'm like, I'm unwell. I have secondhand fear of authority. Oh yeah. Well, I think she yells when Tess is walking away. She yells, hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And Sean goes, oh, shit. (laughs) Pretty intense. Yeah. So Allie does the routine as Georgia. Nope. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I can't read. So Allie does the routine as Georgia, Coco, and Nikki come in. And when she's finished, Sean leans over and whispers that he couldn't take his eyes off of her. Tess says she was off the whole last half, but Allie, oh like, just does this, like, she's like, I'm begging you, please give me a chance. Please, Tess, yeah. Tess, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Tess. I want this. I want it. She, like, <laughs> says a lot. I'm like, yeah. y'all had her ad lib for so long. <laughs> so Tess says yeah. to Sean, they have better dancers. And Chandra says, you know, in that case, thank you. And goodbye. So Allie is continuing to beg and plead. And she's like, come on, Tess. Hasn't anyone ever given you a shot in life? And Tess is like, all right, Christ, enough. (laughs) (laughs) You got the job. So Georgia claps. And Nikki's like, what are you so excited about? She's your replacement. Which I remember that clip because it was in the trailer. Yeah. And I watched the trailer so many times before this movie came out. (laughs) Oh, my God. That reminds me. When this movie came out, there was like a – a contest you could enter oh, yeah. um, on, like, the website where you would film yourself dancing, like, doing your best, like, burlesque dance yeah. to the song Express, and you could upload it, and, like, the winner won a prize or something, Ooh. and I wanted to do it so bad, but I was a child. I was a teenager. It was 2010, so obviously- That was illegal. I was, well, it wasn't, like, you have to be- dr- It was more, like, about the choreography. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, people weren't dressed in, like, lingerie and stuff. But I was not allowed to to enter that contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Allie then thanks Tess and says she won't regret it. And Tess is like, I am so going to regret this. Jack claps for Allie and she apologizes for the short notice. But she is quitting and says that with her new raise, she'll have her own place in no time. Yes. 
there's a montage that happens while the song Ray of Light plays. Sean takes Allie through the costume racks and gives her all these new fits, hands her a confetti gun and says, don't. She immediately pulls the trigger on him. Very reminiscent to um, Devil Wears Prada, not only because it is also Stanley Tucci, but there's also a Madonna song playing in the background when he's giving her the new outfits because in Devil Wears Prada, it's Vogue. I think that's playing yeah, in the background. Come on, yeah. yeah. So Allie rehearses at the club. She goes over her routine every moment of the day while she's walking the streets of LA. And then we see her perform her first shows. And Sean tries to get Tess to admit that she likes Allie, but Tess is always keeping everyone at arm's length. Mm. So she's like, she pulls focus. She doesn't blend in. And he's like, oh, a girl who can't blend in. Oh, Oh, my. (laughs) Doesn't remind me of anyone I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So after the show, the girls get dressed in their street clothes and they go out for pizza. They're already gone by the time Allie is ready to go. So she's feeling super left out. Yeah. Then Tess comes upstairs into the dressing room area and sees Allie trying to put on some eye makeup, not doing a great job. She tells her that she needs a new brush, like her brush is too old to get a really crisp line. Yeah, her eyeliner brush, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tess sits down and does her cat eye for her and tells her this amazing story about how her mother was a model. And in the morning, all her girlfriends would go to the house and they would put their mirrors where this huge window was so that they could use the natural light to like put on their makeup. Yeah. And she would watch them. Um, and she just like could not wait till she was old enough to play with her own makeup. So she asks Allie if she ever saw her mother put on her makeup. And Allie says that her mother passed away when she was seven and that it was her first lesson. Yeah. Also, I mean, Christina Aguilera is obviously stunningly beautiful this whole movie and like always. But this moment after she has like the beautiful cat eye, the red lip, I was just like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. And when she like turns back after the makeup is done, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She just looks like a star. Yeah. This is like one of my favorite moments of dialogue in this movie. I agree. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a very it's a very tender moment. I also love the phrase. I don't know why it always stuck with me, but something about it is just like very satisfying to me. Tess is describing her mother yeah. and she says she has a body that could stop a truck. I don't know why that line always stuck with That's me, so but funny. it's – I like it. Sorry. Must hit the brakes. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to Jack's apartment he is trying to get out of the shower and is having a meltdown because all he's finding on the racks are Allie's underwear yeah. and <laughs> on the floor is she was his like, wet I couldn't towel. possibly live here. Puts <laughs> underwear and bra everywhere. Yeah. Um, and she used his towel and left it on the floor. He's obviously not too happy. Goes out into the living room and is like, so how is that apartment hunting going? Have you found anything? Because, you know, I found my towel wet on the floor again. Oops. And she's like, everything's over a thousand bucks a month. I can't afford it. And he's like, how can you put a price on privacy? (sighs) He then gets a phone call from Natalie. So he takes it in his bedroom and comes out as Allie is looking at apartment listings He is, like, shooting down every single one she's bringing up. He's like, oh, that's kind of far. You don't have a car. You should really, like, get a car before you move. Yeah. She's like, what did Natalie have to say? 
turns out Natalie, who has been doing this play in New York, the play got extended. She obviously has to stay there longer. And since they're paying for rent in two different places, it would really help out if she stayed. So she's like, okay, what's the proposal exactly? Mm -hmm. They end up settling on her taking the bedroom, him having to sleep in the living room. She gets the closet, 600 bucks a month, including utilities. And they have this kind of like back and forth. When I have a friend that's in a jam, I help. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets the bedroom. Cut to the club. Vince, rattled with debt, riddled, cannot <laughs> fucking eat or sleep, comes out of test office screaming. He's like, your dream is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> this man looks sweaty the entire man. movie. <laughs> His hair is coming out yes. by the fistfuls. Like. Yeah. So Sean goes in and he asks what that was all about. Tess tosses him a letter about the two mortgages she has. Ooh. I'm like, holy fuck. Oh. You got yourself into a pickle. Mm-hmm. And she says that if she can't raise the money by the end of the month, she'll lose the club. And ask Sean if she thinks she can do it. And then she's like, okay, tell me a lie. And he's like, I need your expert sewing skills. And she says, tell me a new lie. He says, I don't love you. Uh, 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 Stanley. Stanley Tucci. Amazing. I would do anything for him. I would do anything for that man. When oh you my want God. Stanley, tell me. Tell me what you want. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. If you didn't watch him making cocktails during quarantine, I don't know Ooh, what you were doing. I actually saw him make like a lovely pasta the other day. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Well, he has, a, he has like a show where he is like – traveling through italy it's like a food oh, show about italy is it on like hgt yeah. or pardon me food network i think it might be on the food network or okay like bbc or something i'm not really sure but yeah gotcha so there is a moment where sean hugs tess and she cries into his shoulder i want to know like their backstory because they've obviously known each other for years yeah and have worked at this club for like fucking 20 years at least, probably more. Yeah, I definitely wonder where they met. They have such a such a deep, deep friendship and connection. Like I would love to see a movie about like them building this club together. And, like A little prequel, if you will. Yeah. Meanwhile, backstage, Tess finds Nikki drinking. Mm-mm-mm. So she's like – Go home. Nikki's like, what the fuck? I'm about to go on stage. And Tess is like, no, you're not. Allie, you're going on for her. Allie does not want to step on any toes. She tries to argue. But Tess reminds her that she can do any number, right? Yikes. So Allie, you're on. Nikki, get out. Yes. So um, she goes on for Tough Lover. But before the music starts, um, Nikki goes up to the DJ. She's like, Tess wants to see you now. And he's like, I'm in the middle of like playing this track. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, okay, but don't say I didn't warn you. And he decides to go down to see what Tess needs. The number starts. Allie, of course, is lip syncing. Then Nikki unplugs. Yeah. Shit. I'm like, I don't know how many hours it's going to take for him to reset that whole thing. Yeah. She's not hitting the pause button. She's like yanking. Broken. Done. (laughs) So customers start leaving. Um, Sean has them bringing down the curtain, but then <gasps> Allie starts singing. Ah, yeah, uh, in her voice. Yeah. So Tess actually has him stop the curtain 
and we get some classic Christina Aguilera riffs. And Tess is like bringing that fucking curtain back up. Allie yeah. starts singing the roof off the place. She gets a spotlight. The band accompanies her. Yeah, she's incredible. I was thinking while watching this how few female singers we really see anymore with that kind of depth oh, yeah. to their voice. I feel like everything is so like everything's all about like the high notes, the Ariana Grandeification of the music industry where it's all about whistle tone and high notes and like that kind of light breathy thing. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. And mm-hmm. it's like either like Ariana Grande-esque or like Phoebe Bridgers, like super breathy, yeah. like, you know, very indie. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows of music like that, hit us up, let us know. Yeah. It, there's like, obviously there are some artists, they just don't achieve that that level of stardom Mm -hmm. um like christina did because obviously her voice is a powerhouse Mm -hmm. but yeah ali is fucking killing it on stage the band is popping off everyone is going wild the little other dancers are singing backup for her it's really amazing how they pull this off on the fly yeah for sure So the crowd goes wild. The curtain comes down. Backstage, everyone starts gushing over Allie. Tess is like, why didn't you tell me you could sing like that? And she's like, I told I you I could sing 50 fucking – the amount of times this chick has been like, I want to yeah. sing. I want to be on stage singing. Like, yeah. Tess, you cannot even say that. Yeah. So Tess is like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Tomorrow – you're going to rehearse all day long with the band. You're going to find out what keys you're comfortable singing in. We're going to do everything live. And I'm going to go upstairs and plan an entirely new show. <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, my God, yay. Except for Nikki, very pissed off. And she says to Tess, they don't come to hear us sing. And Tess says, they'll come to hear her sing. Bam. Yeah. Bye-bye. So Allie then asked Sean, like, do you think Tess really liked it? Like, you know, was it okay? And he's like, girl, I was bringing the curtain down. Mm -hmm. She stopped me. She's the one who let you sing. Yeah. So after the show, Marcus comes up to Allie and says that he can't believe Tess had her buried in some kick line and starts flirting with her. But she blows him off. Then – Jack and Allie and some of the girls talk about her incredible performance. And finally, she gets that dinner invite. Um, They want to hang out with her, get to know the new girl. So after Allie leaves, Sean sees Jack just gazing after her lovingly. Like truly the heart eye emoji is what this man looks like. And he's like, hmm, you know, that one is beautiful inside and out. Mm. And she won't be available forever. And he's like, I have a fiance. You know, we talk every day. And Sean is like, yeah, and what do you talk about? Her, her, and oh, yeah, her. <laughs> and that's when Allie comes scampering back in. <laughs> and they're both looking at her like, oh, shit. <laughs> And she's like, what are you guys talking about? And Sean's like, oh, I was just telling Jack how every opportunity has a shelf life. And then he pulls Allie towards the mirror behind the bar and kind of like holds up her hair to show what she would look like with a bob. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, I wouldn't cut my hair. And he's like, who said anything about cutting your hair? You can wear a wig. I'm wearing one right now. He's bald, guys. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, Stanley. 
So the next day, um, Allie is performing in this cute little bob with some bangs. She performs, but I am a good girl. Jack is in love with her. So Allie is dancing on the bar, which apparently... Um, it has mirror panels for dancers to pop out of. It's a very elaborately designed. Yeah, I'm like, Tess, you are losing money on these special effects. <laughs> yeah. So after the number, Allie sits down at the bar with Jack and she's like, so what do you think about my hair? And he's like, um, I think, I, uh, I mean, uh, uh, and she's like, Jack, we're friends for Christ's sake. It's not like we're brother and sister, which like seemed a little bit aggressive. It's not like we're brother and sister. It's not like you're my step bro. <laughs> so she walks away and he's like, no, we certainly are not. But they do look like yeah, pretty they similar, could be siblings. Yeah. <laughs> I was honestly surprised that they cast two blondes as the love interest. I feel like normally they don't do that because mm. usually you'll look like siblings <laughs> i guess i he's not like a super blonde like christina yeah. aguilera but mm-hmm. yeah good point so backstage nikki is complaining again about how ali is like tacky and just some farm girl from iowa she overhears this of course so she tells nikki and we know a cow when we see one don't underestimate us farm girls just cats and claws and cat fights yeah meanwhile back on the floor vince is having drinks with marcus and marcus has decided to double his offer which is pretty fucking insane and vince is like well it's either you or the auction house so tess tells vince she's refusing to sell and with ali that they can charge 50 dollars per person for admission but vince is still not having it he's like I don't want to lose everything. Like, he still has money invested in the club. Mm-hmm. Their finances are in ruins. But Tess is really firm, and she tells Vince to tell Marcus no. Meanwhile, back at the apartment, Jack comes in while Allie is getting dressed in the bedroom, and he, like, watches her like a fucking peeping Tom <laughs> and then knocks over some candles. So when she hears him, he pretends he just got in and closes the door. She asked what he was up to today, and he's like, oh, I was just working on a new song. And she asked to hear it as, like, he's helping her zip up her dress. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, it's not ready. That's his thing. None of his music is ever ready. He then sees the photo of her and her mom, and Allie explains, you know, how she passed away a few weeks after the photo was taken, and that every day something happens that she wishes she could tell her about. And he's like, well, what happened today? And she looks at him with her, like, doe eyes. Yeah. And she's like, nothing yet. And they're just, like, looking at each other <laughs> when the phone rings. And it's Natalie, of course. Ugh. Natalie, here to ruin your steamy moment. Yeah. So we get the next performance, a guy who takes his time. Yeah, Ellie is wearing this, like, basically, like, string of pearls is her outfit. It's, like, drapey. It's all Mm. pearl and, like, it's, like, a nude illusion type of thing. She looks amazing, of course. So Jack and Allie, they laugh. They're hanging out at the apartment. It's, like, it's, like, going back and forth between her and Jack. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we get a combination of her moments with Jack, Allie, and Jack riding on Mar- on Jack's motorcycle. Yes, the number keeps rolling. 
Allie is doing a strip tease and gets covered with feathers as she undresses herself. And Georgia has news for everyone. Mm. She's fucking engaged. Come on, Damon. Yep. Good job. Good job, Damon. So Allie blows out the candles on her birthday cake. It's been who God knows how long. It could be just a couple months since she's been here. But yeah, so she ends the number naked behind some drums and a cowbell. And we can see that Allie is really making a place for herself in L.A. Yeah. They were like, this song is going to be a passage of time moment. Yes. Exactly. And then we're moving forward. (laughs) So at the end of the night, Allie goes up to Jack so that they can head home together. And he's like, oh, no, I have to stay late and do inventory. Can you get a ride with Coco? That's when Marcus comes up and he's like, Coco already left. Let me give you a ride home. And she's like, no. But then he grabs her purse. and He's like, if you ever want to see this bag again, you'll follow me and like runs out. So they're riding in his fancy schmancy convertible sports car. He's like, so dinner? And she's like, dinner? I You said you were giving me a ride home. And he's like, actually, I just remembered. I have to make an appearance at this party. Okay. It'll take like two seconds. And she's like, uh-huh, you just remembered. Likely story. So they go to this party in an incredible L.A. mansion. Yeah. Marcus has them like sneak through the back in the kitchen where the caterers are. He picks up a bottle of wine and a tray of hors d'oeuvres. And they head down the spiral staircase and run into a man in a fucking like suit and tie, a woman wearing Christian Louboutin shoes. And Allie's like, I love your shoes. I think they have like – there's just like I hate these shoes. so much on the shoes. Like the shoes are adorned. And they like have white. like flowers and yeah. like gems on the. It's yeah. I don't like them. Sorry if you like them. It's not my taste. <laughs> so then they realize, or Ali realizes that it's Marcus's party. Yeah, like he's like gotta make it a, a little appearance. Let's steal a bottle of wine. It's his house. Yeah. So they head out to the balcony. They see the spectacular view of L.A., um, and he explains that he purchased the air rights to the strip mall across the street in order to preserve his lovely view. And he tells her that he has the second best view in L.A. So Allie's like, what's the first? What's the first? (laughs) And he looks at her, obviously. Oh, God. I hate it. So Marcus is like, Allie, what do you want out of life? And he says that she is talented enough to get where she wants, and he's smart enough to make it happen. Ugh. I, like, went on a date one time with a guy who kind of talked like this. I remember I was looking at the menu, and he's staring at me, and I look up, and I was like, what? He's like, nothing. You just look so beautiful in this candlelight. I could stare at you forever. And I was like, I have to go. Goodbye. I was never here. That doesn't do anything for me. And I was like, we're 18. What are you talking about? Oh. Why are you talking like this? I hate that. I hate the (laughs) insincerity of dating, like, when you're younger. Like, I feel like dating didn't even get good until, like, we were out of college. It gets good. Sorry. Moving (laughs) forward. (laughs) Oh, God. Still waiting. Still holding out. We'll see. It is so hard. It's like – why can't people just be honest? Like, I feel like people people are bad at dating. I'm going to be honest. It's like a first interview somewhere. People are bad at interviewing mm-hmm. and they're bad at dating. Yeah. The date is like an interview. Yeah. 
no, this this kind of this kind of smooth talk does does absolutely nothing for me. If anything, it's it's points against you. Well, it's the insincerity of it all. Mm-hmm. Like I think I would be more acceptable if it was just sincere, you know? Oh my gosh, tangent, but have you seen the show Fuckboy Island? Um no. What? Okay, it just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. So my roommate and I watched the first 3 episodes. And it's basically the premise is there are these three girls and there's like 20, 25 guys. Yeah. Half of them are good guys. Half of them are fuckboys. Mm. And they have to figure out who are the good guys and who are the fuckboys. And each week they eliminate – they each eliminate a guy. Whoa. Once they eliminate them, they reveal whether or not they're a nice guy or a fuckboy. And if they're a nice guy, they get to go and stay in the nice guy like mansion. And if they're a fuckboy, they have to go and stay like on the beach – survivor style whoa (laughs) and like these girls are trying to suss out who's a good guy and who's a fuck boy but we don't even know as the audience there's only like one guy that we know is a fuck boy because in his like interviews he talks very clearly about how he is one but everyone else we have no idea so we're also trying to figure out who the fuck boys are oh shit fuck boy and me and my roommate we did get fooled by a guy in the first episode that we both loved, and then it turned out he was a fuckboy. We were like, no, I'm questioning everything wow. I know now. Oh, I want to watch this now. Yeah, recommend. Um, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> Back to the movie. So after this whole moment with Marcus, the next day at the club, Allie gets a little package from who? Marcus, of mm-hmm. course. And it is those ugly Louboutin shoes. Nikki is obviously pissed to see that her supposed mans is now sending Allie gifts. She's the new girl of the week. Yeah. The next um, musical number is Express. Oh. oh, my God. This is a heavy hitter, all right? Yeah. Should have been nominated for Best Original Song. Should have been fucking let out as the national anthem for the United yeah. States of America. <laughs> Honestly, it goes so hard. Yeah. And the production on this, I'm like, yeah, you're in debt. You are in debt. Yeah. From this number. Yeah, no fucking wonder. It is so There's good. some poor investments going on in this club. Yeah. Just the tension in the song. It's like, uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. It's so sexy. It's just so, yeah. it's so steamy. It's so steamy. It's after dark August, babes. So yeah, she has that cur- like big curly hair, that like yeah. sparkly bodysuit where it's like the handprints on the boobs mm-hmm. and the ass. Like the styling is oh. impeccable. So then, what happens next? Oh, it's just Jack writing some songs when Allie gets home, and he asks where she was last night, and she's like, "I got a ride home from Marcus. We went to his party," <laughs> and he's like, "Where'd you get those shoes?" And he is green with envy. Yeah. He says that there's only one reason a man buys a woman's shoes and that she's getting a lot of attention. She tells him, I think if you feel the need to tell a girl what she should or shouldn't do, you should pick up the phone and call your fiance. Boom. But bam. She's not wrong. Mm. So, you know, we keep going back and forth to these clips with Jack and Allie and Express um, the crowds are lining up to see her perform. We see Allie and Marcus going all these dates. The girls are just fucking murdering this choreography. Oh, yeah. It looks incredible. The club is 
packed to the brim. Marcus is always in the crowd at his usual table. Mm-hmm. You know, we see once again Jack getting home to notes from Allie Ooh. being like, be back tomorrow. Because I'm hanging out with a millionaire, billionaire. I'm hanging out with a billionaire. <laughs> Do not wait yeah. up for me, please. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> so back in the office, Tess looks at the front page of a newspaper called The Calendar. Weird name, IMO. <laughs> yeah. um, but Ali is on the front of the cover, and she also has a final notice from the bank. So – a lot of stuff happening for a test right now. Mm-hmm. The girls backstage all gush over Allie's spread. They're really excited for her. And they say that Marcus is waiting for her on the dance floor. Yeah, so in the club, we see this number from Alan coming and these two other gals. As we talked about before, it's the traditional burlesque where it's very comedy heavy. There's a lot of like sexual innuendo. I think at one point he like sniffs her vagina and he's like oh my god hello or like you're right you're right i remember that (laughs) and he puts like a banana like on his crotch and like they lean over and take a bite it's you know yeah it's one of the most like whoa yeah that they do (laughs) yeah at one point we even see a shot of an audience member spit out his drink but Allie goes to marcus's table where he introduces her to harold saint apparently a man who worked with Edda James. I Googled him. He does not seem to be a real person, <laughs> but I who knows? So this Harold Saint man compliments Allie's voice, and Jack is just uh, his little tiny heart breaking at the bar mm-hmm. as he sadly watches this whole thing. And Sean is basically like, you snooze, you lose, buddy. Yeah. What I tell you? Meanwhile, Tess is keeping a watchful eye on Allie and Marcus. Sean comes over and comments on how they have standing room only tonight. And Tess says that they would have to fill Dodger Stadium for a month to be able to pay the bank back in time. And she just needs to buy them some more time. So after the show, Tess comes up to Allie and she's like, it's so weird seeing myself in the paper like that. Tess is like, you better get used to it. Maybe you could learn from my mistakes. And learn who the people who are truly there for you are and who the people are who just want something from you. And Allie's like, okay, you're obviously referring to Marcus. Like, I know you don't like him. And Tess is like, I don't trust that man. These white men are dangerous. Literally. He's he's (laughs) been trying to buy her club for ages, right? Yeah. Um, For like a really high amount. And people are like, why are you paying so much? So – Um, Allie asks if that's really what's best for her or best for Tess. So Tess says that she hopes it's best for the both of them. So it's the end of the night. Tess is about to leave the club when DJ Dave is like, yo, Tess, I got that track ready that you wanted to rehearse for the show tomorrow. And Tess is like, oh, Christ, I completely forgot about that. He offers to come back in the morning. She's like, no, let's just... We'll do it. We'll get it out of the way now. Don't, don't make, make me, me sing. sing. Oh, my God. Don't give me a spotlight and a single chair. <laughs> so Tess sits down. She sings the incredible ballad, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me. Oh, my God. This song is so good. I don't know if it won, but it was definitely nominated for a Golden Globe. I believe that. She just goes out there and bears her heart it's so good it's one of the two moments in this movie that really 
branches more into musical theater. Like this is an emotional moment song. This yeah. isn't like a performance like the other numbers, which I think is why it's such a standout along with the other one, which we will get to very soon. Mm-hmm. But like we said before, I mean, how do you even quantify Cher's star power you can't. and talent? You can't. Mm-mm. And one of the only reasons that she took this movie was because she thought it was going to be her only chance to like do a musical movie because she had been offered Mamma Mia, like I think as one of the friends back in like 2008, I want to say when it came out, Mm -hmm. but she was touring. So she had to turn it down. Little did she know years later, she would be starring in Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. A little did she know. Yeah. But no, I mean, this, this moment is great. I love that we get this moment of vulnerability from Tess because we yeah. have some moments sprinkled out with like her in her office with all the financial troubles. But this is such a big like taking back her power mm-hmm. moment. It's it's very moving. Yeah, it's the most um, emotional that we get to see of her because mm-hmm. even with all the financial stuff, we don't really get that moment where it's just Tess until now. Mm-hmm. She kills it. Yeah, for real. So – After this moment, she goes outside um, and tries to leave the bar, but who's waiting for her? It's Nikki. So Nikki confronts her, and she's like, we built this club together. Now Allie shows up, not paying her dues, and Tess is like, Allie doesn't sing that way because she's had it easy, Nikki. And she reminds her that Tess always said, you know, they didn't come here to hear them sing. People don't come to hear you guys sing. And she's just like having a freak out. Yeah. And she says, I will not be upstaged by some slut with mutant lungs. <sighs> she is having a really bad time not being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Tess is like, you need to leave, Nikki. Take a fucking cab home. You're drunk. Don't drive. Yeah. So Nikki is shocked that Tess is essentially like firing her right now. Yeah. And she yells at her. She's like, so much for loyalty. And Tess is like, what the fuck do you know about loyalty? What about the years that I spent peeling you off of sidewalks, holding your hair back while you're throwing up? I think she says, I kind of hate this line because it seems a little bit like not how people normally talk. Mm -hmm. But she says, well, you threw up everything but your memories. Yeah. That was a little forced, but. Yeah. Yeah. Tess basically says that she has bigger things to worry about right now because she's about to lose everything that means something to her. Yeah. So Nikki quits, storms off, gets into her car, turns to Tess and goes, by the way, I slept with Vince the night after your honeymoon. Unbelievable. She's about to drive away. Tess very calmly goes to her trunk, pulls out her car jack. Bam smashes that window bye bitch yeah yeah so the night comes (laughs) sure um and at night Allie comes home late jack is already asleep in her bed jack decides to loudly grind his coffee at six in the morning yeah and he's like oh Allie, hey uh you're a bit overdressed for breakfast because she's Obviously on the couch in her full, like, going out mode. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, well, I was going to sleep in my bed, but it was already occupied. Jack, you're in a pissy fucking mood. (laughs) Come back to me after you've woken up on the other side of the bed. (laughs) And Jack is like, oh, well, you just keep coming home at the ass crack of dawn. Like, it'd be a shame to let the bed go to waste. Which is fair, I think. It is annoying. Like, if there's an empty bed, like, night after night, like, yeah, I would sleep in it, too. It is annoying. 
Um, but Allie is like furious. Jack is furious. She tells him that she's always home, even if it is not the time he wants it to be. You know what? I don't care. I'll move back to the couch if that's what you want. And he's just being a little piss baby. He's like, you're going to have to yeah. move all your clothes out too. She's like, you're acting like a total prick. What is wrong? So he's like, everyone is really worried about you. Like everyone at the club, we all look out for each other there. And she's like, oh yeah, like Vince looks out for Tess and Nikki looks out for everyone. And he asks, well, what about Marcus? I'm sure he looks out for you. (laughs) And Allie goes into full defense mode and she's like, he's a smart businessman and a gentleman who knows what he wants and goes for it. Wow. And part of me is like, is this how Grimes talks about Elon Musk to her friends? I was listening to a podcast, though, and they did say, oh, shit, what podcast is this? Oh, it might have been Seeking Derangements. Mm -hmm. They were like, actually, they made a deal. Um, If Grimes remembered all of her lines and she did a good job at the show, she got to go to the American Girl store. (laughs) I was like, scathing. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, There... (laughs) There was some comment on – or like a tweet or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Somebody was making fun of Grimes' like new video or song or something. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, or like she – oh, she uh, took a record deal or something. Okay. And people were like, what the fuck? Why are you doing – like why are you signing with this? Your boyfriend is Elon Musk. And she was like, because I'm an artist and I need like money and exposure and little – despite like what everyone thinks, my boyfriend doesn't fund my career. And people were like – you're not even getting money from this man? Like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> Get your bag at least. If you were fucking getting money, Grimes, we would at least <laughs> yeah. understand. Damn. Christ. Anyways, back to back to Allie and Marcus. So, you know, she says, Marcus is a businessman, knows what he wants, goes for it. And that Jack is just a bartender slash songwriter who writes songs that are never ready. Ouch. Which is pretty harsh, especially since all this dude was trying to do was be like, hey, we're worried about you and the shady guy. Yeah. So Jack closes the door on her and she throws a pillow at a lamp and he's like, please don't destroy my apartment. Well, next thing we see is the fucking wedding. <laughs> So Georgia and Damon get married. It's a beautiful wedding. Mm-hmm. At the reception, Jack is fighting with Natalie on the phone. She's not there. She obviously decided to stay in New York. And he says that they need to think about their futures. And he's looking at his right now. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> he's looking at Allie. So yep. Coco and Sean are talking about the hot DJ. There's like banter happening around. Mm-hmm. So Allie then goes up to Jack at the bar. They get some shots. He's like already a little bit tips. For sure, for sure. Says that he's feeling liberated but not lonely. Mm-hmm. They do their shots. He is like drunkenly flirting with her. They're like, hee, hee, hee. Um, more than a feeling comes on. and He's like, oh, I love this song. Let's go dance. So they're dancing. He apologizes for being a prick mm-hmm. and says that he's now – a single man. Ooh. Are you? Are you? Which is why he's here alone. And he's like, and why are you here alone? And she's like, do I really look alone to you? Love that line. Yeah. So at home, they are both pretty tipsy. Jack helps Allie get her shoes off. They're laughing. He's like, okay, good night. Heads into the bedroom. Only to come back a moment later. 
full pajama set on. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I forgot to lock the door. He locks the door, goes back to his room, comes back out shirtless. He's like, a drink of water. That's what I need. So I'm not hung, hung over tomorrow. And then he goes back to his room. And he comes out once again in the buff, completely <gasps> naked. His, this one got an ass on yeah. <laughs> His butt looks so toned. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's in amazing shape. Um, yeah, he comes out naked. He's like, what do I need? Oh, I'm hungry. Goes into the kitchen. Allie is like laughing because his fucking ass is just out. He then goes up to her holding the famous Amos box like in front of his dick. He's like, want a cookie? Oh, my gosh. When, when this movie came out and I was like, God, how old was I? Like 15, 14, 15. Yeah. My friends and I were like, Oh my god, this scene is like the most scandalous thing I've ever seen. We were like obsessed with it. We would watch it all the time. Definitely. So she's laughing. She's like, Jack, stop. Hee hee hee. And <laughs> he's like, Well, if you get hungry, you know where to find them. Goes back into his room. Ellie starts taking off her dress. When the door is open once again, Jack comes out. There's also like mood lighting going on. It's like the, the apartment is in sepia permanently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he comes out. I think he has like put on pants at this point. Yeah. But you know, he comes up behind her, starts kissing her neck and like helping her take off her dress. They finally like make out for real. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. So what happens next? Of course, uh-huh. Christina, I, uh, my God. I was like, Christina Aguilar Grimes. It's really all coming together. So, Ali performs Bound to You with cat eyes, beautiful updo, tight curls, um, a flower in her hair, a gorgeous green dress. Yeah, the satin green dress that's just like made for her. Mm-hmm. And then cut to Ali and Jack in their bedroom. It's pouring rain. Allie's like, it's official. You're definitely not gay. Then she asks about Natalie, and he's like, Natalie who? Da-da-da. That's not an answer. That's not an answer, sir. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, we have all these shots of Jack and Allie in bed together and these shots of her singing this amazing song. Um, I remember – when I was in college, I was in this voice class and each week one of us had to bring in like a song to play for everybody, like not to sing, just like play that we'd all listen to that vocally we thought was like interesting or aspirational or something. Yeah. And I brought this song in obviously because it is an incredible vocal performance Absolutely. from Christina Aguilera. Just the the delicate moments and then like the way that she builds it to that like big – those big belting moments. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. But we have the next clip of Jack and Allie in bed. She is like, (laughs) she's rolling up her tights very slowly, seductively. Jack is lying on the bed (laughs) with his neck perpendicular to his body. It looks like he is passed out on the street. Like he is like a bedroom eyes, but he looks drunk. What was the direction there? And he's, like, almost, like, holding this camera, like, on his chin, like, on his chest in between. And he's wearing the, a sailor hat, too, yeah, I think. and he's, like, he's, like, do it again. <laughs> and he's, it's like, so weird. click, 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 click. <laughs> I don't know why they told him to lay like that. 
but it did not feel sensual or seductive. It felt creepy and pee-pee and Tommy. Like <laughs> The weird thing is, it's like, picture, picture, do it again. Like, rolling her tights. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where something can either be like creepy or hot and it was creepy it just depends on how attracted you are to the person so like clearly Allie is super digmatized because she's <laughs> like oh my god this is so sexy but if I a guy can't. said that to me well I was like putting on my tights and he's like do, do it again. again I'd be like <laughs> be like I need to go I need to get out I'm of actually here very late for an appointment <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm very late to be literally anywhere else on this planet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, next scene, them in bed. Jack is telling Allie about how when he was a teen, he won this Nashville songwriting contest. And he thought that that was a sign that he should, like, do something with his life. So he moved to L.A. to, like, become a songwriter and then nothing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I think your music is ready. So next scene, it's the morning. (laughs) Yeah, this is insane. I was like, wait, did I miss something? So Natalie gets home, a.k.a. Diana Agron, and we know how bitchy she can be. Yes. If you've watched Glee. She finds Allie and Jack together in bed and immediately starts yelling about how Jack is a liar. And he said it was just his coworker. She wasn't even pretty. Allie is hurt. She's like, you said it wasn't pretty. You said that? I was like, there's more fucking look at the big picture right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just going off. Jack asks Allie if he can just have like a little bit of time to talk. Allie's upset about that because she's like, you're not even gonna like just stand up for me. Like you need to talk yeah. to this bitch. And I, he is getting himself in a big hole. Yeah. So <laughs> Allie's like you said you broke it off with her, and Natalie's like, you oh think you break up with a girl like, like me, me over, over the phone? <laughs> Amazing line. And Jack tries to apologize to Allie, but that shit is not going to uh, pan out for him today. No. So Allie takes her herself to um, Sean's place. Mm-hmm. She knocks on his door, and the hot DJ from the wedding oh, yes. opens the door. She's like, I think I have the wrong address. And he's like, who are you looking for? She says, Sean. He's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Because he thought that Sean's name was John the whole time. Uh, Classic. Yeah. So he lets her in. They go to Sean's bedroom where he is asleep. And he's like, oh, have you met Mike? And he's like, it's Mark. So (laughs) moving right along. Yep. And Allie's like, okay, I'm going to make some coffee while you two get better acquainted. Yes. So... Marcus calls Allie while she's over making coffee, and he's like, why don't you come over for dinner? Meanwhile, at Jack's apartment, Natalie is leaving with bags in hand. So Mark, the DJ, everyone's just fucking leaving. Mark, Mm -hmm. the DJ is leaving Sean's place when Jack shows up looking for Allie, and Mark is like, oh, she left with that guy Marcus a few hours ago. And Sean's like, I told you that opportunity wouldn't last forever, my Mm -hmm. guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, yeah, I guess not. And he leaves. Sean, he then is like, hey, you know what, Mark? Speaking of opportunities, do you want to have some lunch? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Maybe Sean's starting to open his heart up a little bit. But again, I wish we got like a little bit more yeah, same. from Sean because he's cool as fuck and I want to know more about him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. 
Back at the club, Tess walks in and tells Sean that she wasted her whole morning at the bank and that they declined her loan. She says she has two days before the bank takes her club. And Sean is just like, it's looking, you know, really bleak. Maybe you should reconsider Marcus' offer. Tess is like, I can take the sky falling from everyone else but you. Like, he has always believed in her. Mm -hmm. And that's the only person that she could really count on. But she says that she will knock on every bank's door before she gives up her club. And then Sean is like, there she is. Yeah. I just had to get it out of you. I thought I Mm. was beginning to lose you there. Yeah. So Allie is at Marcus's place. She's walking around and she sees this model of like a huge like skyscraper retail development. Mm -hmm. So she's like, what is this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's multi-use buildings, residential, apartments, et cetera. And uh, she's like, but this is where the club is. And he's like, yeah, best view on the strip with no freaking windows. Ali asks if Tess knows about his little plan. And he's like, oh, well, she knows I made an offer to buy her space. She's like, okay, but does Tess know about this? And he's like, you know, she knows I made an offer. If she gets it, it's a win-win. Like, it's nothing personal. Allie's like, it's personal for everyone at the club, and it's personal for her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there are other clubs for you to sing at. I don't get why that makes me a bad guy. And she's like, it doesn't make you a bad guy. It just makes you the wrong guy. <sighs> Bye-bye. So Allie goes to the club, and on her way in, she sees that neon sign they have saying, best view on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Tess, meanwhile, has had another just – shit show meeting with the bank she has now resorted to patron to calm her lick her wounds yeah so Allie walks in she's trying to talk to tess tess is like don't even fucking look at me right now she's like no no marcus this is his whole plan he's gonna buy the club i rushed over here to tell you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but tess is not listening at all sean tries to stop her but Allie's like no she's gonna fucking listen to me storms into her office Tess doesn't want to hear it. She keeps fighting her. And Allie just goes, do you ever listen to anything other than the sound of your own voice? And Tess is like, all right, talk. And Allie goes, have you ever heard of air rights? Oh. So what do they do? They march on down to the big time investor who has tried to buy the club in the past. Mm -hmm. And they sit down. They're like, you know those beautiful condominiums you just built? Yeah, well, what if someone put a fucking condominium in front of that? And they explain how Marcus is about to buy the club in two days and build a 20-story office building. So they think that they should talk. Yeah, especially because those, like, ocean view uh, condos that they built across the street start at, like, at least a million, Mm -hmm. two million or something like that, go up from there. Yeah. Those views are gone. Bye-bye. So back at the club – Poor, poor Vince, who's been through the ringer. He's sitting at the bar looking over finances. He's like, we have to auction off everything. Is there anything you want me to try and save? He is literally (laughs) doing that. I hate this man. I'm going to have to sell my organs. Any I should keep, you think? How much can I get for some blood samples? My sperm's dead. Yeah. Can't sell it. So Tess is like, nothing. I'm going to do you a favor. He's like, are you going to shoot me? She's like, no. (laughs) 
The drama. I don't know if that's, know if that's what he says, but it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Gonna fucking put me down. Put a bag over my head. Get a bullet out. Put the bullet put in the gun. Put me out of my fucking misery. <laughs> so she's like, no, I'm gonna buy you out. He's like, in the next 24 hours? In the next 24 seconds, buddy. She hands him a check for 500 grand. Ooh. He asks where this money came from, and she says, thin air. This man is free from his shackles. I know. So <laughs> Tess goes, you know, to the other side of the bar where Allie is. And she's like, do you know what would make me so happy is a big, fat, huge, thank you, Allie. And they like <laughs> laugh. Nikki comes up and she apologizes to Tess. She says she lied about the whole thing with Vince. She was just trying to hurt her. Of course. And she just wants to come back home. And Tess is like, okay, you're home. Now go get dressed. You're on in five. Uh, yes. So she warns Allie that if she pulls half the shit Nikki's pulled, she'll be out on her ass. Then Allie leaves to get ready. Sean comes up to Tess and asks her um, if she's gotten a little money and forgotten to do some manual labor. <laughs> and they have like a cute banter. Yeah. Back in the dressing room, Nikki brushes her hair. And Allie looks up in the mirror from doing her makeup. They share a pleasant glance before Nikki goes back to being her horrible self. But she does she does smile at her once Allie looks away. So it's like, yeah, there's some hope. There's there's a chance for growth there. So Jack then comes up to Allie. She doesn't really want to talk to him, but mm-hmm. he's like, Natalie's gone. That's completely over. He apologizes. He said that he never should have let Allie leave his apartment. And he asked her to come back. And she's like... Well, what's the proposal exactly? And he's like, well, I still have that full box of cookies <laughs> and the day bed. And she's like, I want the bedroom. And he says, how about half? Ah. So then they repeat the line of like, you know, when a friend is in need, I help. That's just who I am. And he's like, <laughs> stop it. And they kiss. He then turns to leave when he's like, oh, yeah, um, I finished writing my song. She asked to hear it, and he's like, no, but you can sing it. <gasps> so they perform Show Me How You Burlesque a Anger. Yes. The production value. Oh, my God. The production value. <laughs> Big, the giant, giant light up LED letters. letters. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking George is back from maternity leave and immediately lost all the weight she had <laughs> yeah. from carrying a child in her body. Yep. Yep. And that is the end of Burlesque. Wowie. Man. I really enjoyed this movie. I love the musical numbers. I love the actors. Mm-hmm. If the writing isn't that great, so be it. Like, I will not mm-hmm. – I am unable to watch this movie and not be starstruck, like, odd. Yeah. I am invested. I want to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Every musical performance is – incredible yeah no the the music performances are are truly like next level honestly i think that they they deserve to be up in like top tier of musical film Mm -hmm. numbers obviously the the dialogue is not great i do think it is a little too long it's a whole two hours like fully it could have been like a tight 90 i think yeah and it does borrow a lot from other movies but I don't really care because <laughs> I have such a good time when I'm watching it. I have a great time. It's a very yeah. watchable movie. Like, granted, yeah, it's a long, but I would 
watch it again tomorrow if people are like, let's watch Burlesque. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I watched it a month ago just for like fun. And then I watched yeah. it again like two days ago because, and I still had a great time. Yeah. You know, I think it's so fun. It's so energetic. The talent is just, the talent level is so high mm-hmm. and the music is so good. I love the design of it. Like the costuming is really, Absolutely. really great. It's so visually appealing. And I think that the subject matter is so interesting. Like I, it makes me want to learn more about burlesque as an art form. It makes me want to go to a burlesque show like tomorrow. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of meat there. And like, I do wish that we got more movies about that world. Definitely. Cause I feel like this is probably not like an accurate representation, but I would love to know more. Maybe I should find like a documentary about like burlesque. burlesque yeah. It, it is yeah. a very curious art form because it's, it's not um, the same as like stripping or um, mm-hmm. there is definitely those elements into it, but it's like very much a theatrical experience. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I do like is that they didn't use the kind of tired trope of like young innocent girl learns to like find her sexuality and she's like resistant oh, no. at first, but then she – no, it's like Allie was like, yeah, I, I want to be a star. I want to be a dancer. I want to be a singer. Mm-hmm. Immediately falls in love with this world. Yeah. We just like fully get into it. Amen to that. Yeah. So what do you think you would want to read it? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little like – because a little torn. On the one hand, when I like a movie, I want to give it an eight. Like if it wasn't like yeah. blowing me away. Yeah. Like it wasn't nine or ten status. I'm like eight is a solid. Mm. I really enjoy yeah. this movie. But because it's not the best script. Yeah. Because some stuff was like brushed over when it should have been explored. Like I think that there could have been a lot of edits made. It yeah. makes me want to give it a seven. Yeah. I was going to say a seven. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But like a great time. Oh, yeah. Such a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a little steamy. We got some emotional moments. We got some great music. Yeah, some great dance moments. Yeah, hot people dancing can never go wrong mm-hmm. with that. I love a show within a movie that is a good show. Yeah, I, I think it was a, a great movie to kick off the month with. Get our toes wet a little bit. Get back into that steamy world. Yes. But thank you for listening for our first installment of August After Dark. We hope that you enjoyed it. We have lots of fun movies to come. Yes. Get ready for some steamy, steamy, seedy, Jesus, steamy, sultry flicks. Mm -hmm. Be sure to have your cocktail. Be sure to put on your silk robe um, Mm. and just relax with us. Yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, while you're relaxing, if you feel like perusing social media and you want to follow us, yes, you can find us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can find us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. You can find us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod or send us a good old fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And we will see you next week for the next installment of August After Dark. I'm Mo. I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.